to invite your attention to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 46. Isaiah chapter number 46. Today will probably be one of the most controversial messages that the Lord has given me to, to bring. And, uh, uh, And uh, we are thankful to the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're thankful to the Lord for all that he is doing. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 46. Many people do many things, and they say many things when they come down to the Lord. And But we want to go straight with the scriptures this morning. We're going to stick closely with the scriptures this morning. And eventually you will be able to follow exactly what we're saying because we have to know who we are praising, who we are worshiping. It's, it's very crucial. Uh, Isaiah chapter number 46, Lord, bless your word, sanctify your word, and it already is. Use me for your glory. Um, allow me to decrease and let me minister and teach your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the title this morning uh, that the Lord has given me uh, for the word that we're about to receive this morning, it has to do with the, the great illusion, the great illusion uh, coming from the book of Isaiah chapter number 46 Isaiah chapter number 46 verse 1 says Baal bowed boweth down Nebo stupid their idols were upon the beasts and upon the cattle your carriages were heavy burden they are burden to the weary beasts. Here it is talking about uh, how idols was carried back in the Babylonian days. And this, we're going to bring it up to the modern day time. But it talks about how the idols were upon the beast. Now, when we operate in our beastality and, and, and not operating in our higher being but in our lower being, we begin to carry around idols. We, we have idols. And here it says, it talks about not only we're in our bestiality uh, state, but upon the cattle. The cattle is the affections that we have. But then it also says, they are a burden to the weary beast. When we operate in our bestiality, we're weary. And therefore, the idols become burdensome for us. Now, we all have uh, idols. But I want to share with you about back in the day what they did when it came down to idols. Now, verse number two says, they stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden. <clears throat> they could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. See, the idols that, that, that we have or the idols that they had in the day, they could not deliver them from the burdens that they had. And so understanding that, we need to understand that God is a God that will help us carry our burdens. But when we begin to put idols before the Lord, then that's when the weight comes in. That's when we get the weight. Now, verse number, uh, verse number 5 in Isaiah chapter number 46, it says, And even to, excuse me, it says, To whom will ye liken me? Verse number 5. To whom will ye liken me and make me equal and compare me that they may be like? Now, God is asking a question. Now, who are you going to compare me with? See, oftentimes when it comes down to the Lord, 
there are some things that we acknowledge to, to be on the throne of our hearts, and we begin to make those things equal to God. But God is saying here, who is, who is comparable to me? Who is equal to me? Who can you compare to be like me that can do the things that I do? Let me put it that way. Now, verse number 6 says, watch what they did with these idols that they have. Amen. And verse number 6 says, they lavish gold out of the bag. They waste silver in the balance. They hire a goldsmith, and he maketh it a what? He maketh it a God. Now, that's kind of crazy, don't you think? Why would you use gold? You weigh out your silver. You have to hire a goldsmith, somebody to shape it and make it. And then you make it a god. And then you fall down and worship that thing you done made. Now, is that not insane? You have just shaped your idol. You have shaped your idol. You have created your idol. That's what they did. Now, they begin to shape it. Now, watch this. Watch, watch what the verse, verse 7 says. Verse 7 says, they bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him. Now, listen, this is your God you carrying on your shoulder. You would think they would be reversed, right? They bear him upon the shoulder. They carry him and set him in his place. Mm. And he standeth. Wherever you place your idol, that's where he's going to be. Because he's not movable. There's nothing he can do. You've already made him out of gold. You've made him out of silver. Okay? And, and you, you, you put him on your shoulder. Now, wherever you placed him, that's where he's going to be. Then the Bible goes on to say, from his place shall he not remove. So, in other words, he's not mobile. He's right where you put him. Okay? Now, then it says, from his place shall he not remove. Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet can he not answer, nor save him out of his trouble. Now, can you imagine? We, we're, we're going to get to the things that we have as idols today. But the fact remains is you, we've created something or they created something that when they call on him or call on it because it's an engraving image, it cannot respond. Who would want a God that could not respond to us when we were in trouble? Amen. Now, when I was in pain, I called on Jesus. Amen. And he came to my rescue. Amen. So I didn't have to create something and bow down to it, to worship it. That, that's ludicrous. But that's how they did in that day. But we're also going to see what we do in our days and some things that has come into play that we worship. And sometimes we're like, well, it's nothing wrong with that, but it is according to the Scripture. We're talking about the great illusion, the great illusion. Now, let's go to the book of Isaiah. Chapter number 40, Isaiah chapter number 40. We want to stay with the scripture because we do know by the time we finish, it is going to be very controversial and we're probably going to have a lot of folk that's upset, but it's okay. Amen. It, it is okay because it's the word of God. Now, if the word of God doesn't offend us, then we've got a problem. Amen. Amen. Now, Isaiah chapter number 40, looking at verse number 18. Now, verse number 18 says, to whom will ye then liken unto God? Or what likeness will ye compare unto him? Look at verse number 19. It says, 
The workman melteth a graven image. The goldman spreadeth over with gold. He casteth silver chains. Hmm. Look at verse 20. He that is so impoverished, in other words, he that is poor, that doesn't have the gold and the silver. Watch this. He that is so impoverished that he has no oblations, that means he has no offerings or gifts to give, he chooses a tree that will not rot. Now, is that not stupid? Now, this is his idol. Now, he doesn't have a gold. He doesn't have the silver. But he's going to find him a tree that, don't, that, that does not rot. And he's going to make it a god for him. The Bible says he seeketh unto him a cunning workman to prepare a graven image that shall not be moved. So he's got to find somebody that thinks on the line that he thinks because now they're trying to build them a graven image. So now let's continue to see what God says about graven images, okay? Let's go to the book of Exodus. We're going to stay with the scriptures. Exodus chapter number 20. Exodus chapter number 20. Talking about the great, great illusion. Exodus chapter number 20. Hmm, great illusion. We're going to get there. Exodus chapter number 20. Going to read one verse from here. Now I'm going to start with verse 3, which I didn't put up. Verse 3 says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This is God speaking. When he brings the children of Israel out, he says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. He's giving the commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods, small g, gods before me. Verse 4 says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any what? Graven images or any likeness of any things that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Now, God has given us specific instructions. He says we can't have no other gods before him. You can't make any graven images, nothing like him, and from heaven above, nor from the earth beneath, even from, from the waters under the earth. These are specific instructions. Now, let's look at even a greater illusion, and bring it to modern day time. Amen? Now, let's go to the book of Romans, New Testament. Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter number 1. And we're going to begin reading at verse number 21. I want to stay close to the scriptures. Amen? Now, God has already said, don't make no graven images. Don't make none. You know, don't, don't do that. No, nothing that looks like me, nothing that's supposed to be, uh, uh, you think that equates to me. God said, no, you don't do that. He said, I'm a jealous God. Now, Romans chapter number 1, beginning at verse number 21. Here we know we're in the New Testament. Now, verse 21 says, because that when they knew God, talking about man now, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Whenever we become vain in our imagination, we will begin to create some things or do some things that is not of God. Now, watch what they did. And this is what, what we do today, or has done today. Amen? Now, Verse number 22 says, they were professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. 
Anytime we think we know more than God, then we become a fool. Amen. It just it's plain and simple. It just it just is. Now, watch verse number twenty-three. Twenty-three says, twenty-three says they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds, four-footed beasts, and creeping things. So what did they do? They made a demigod. They made a demigod. The Bible says here they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God. See, God is not corruptible. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God, and then they turned around and they made an image of corruptible man. They made an image of corruptible man, and then they went even lower. They, they made images of birds and four-footed, uh, four-footed beasts and things, all of these things, to, in, in order to worship. So I, when I looked at that, and it talked about corruptible man, and, 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 and I had been, God had been ministering to me about the great illusion that's going on. And last week we were in the office, and uh, uh, Brother Philip asked me a question. And uh, there's a picture that we have there that's in the office, and it's a picture of the Lord's Supper. And it was given to us some time back, I mean, a few years back, and we placed it there. And there was a piece of tape, a couple of pieces of tape, over the picture of Jesus. Amen. And so he inquired and he asked about that. So I said to him, I said, I've been studying on that. And so what has happened, they have made an image of, of who Christ is. They made an image. And they begin to paint all these pictures and, and all these illustrations. And, and God says specifically in the word, they changed the glory. They changed the glory of God. And they begin to take on the image of corruptible man. So then I asked myself a question. I said, the Lord, I said, my God, tell me something. And he responded. I said, now, where do we get all these pictures of Jesus from? Where, where do we get the, the long hair, the blue-eyed Jesus? Amen. Where, where, where do we get that from? Because the Bible says we're not supposed to make any images of him. And look what it says there in the Word. It says now, and in verse 23, they could go back there. It says, they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image, which is in a reflection now. They changed the kebab, the glory of God, into an image made like to corruptible man. So where do we get the blue-eyed Jesus, the brown-eyed Jesus, the long hair, and the black Jesus from? Because it's not biblical. Amen? I know I might be disturbing somebody's spirit, but you talk to God about his word. You speak to God about his word. He said, you don't have no, no graven images. You, you don't do that. He said, that's not me. He said, I instructed the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt, not to make any graven images. Nobody knows what God looks like. The Bible says he's a spirit. But why are we falling down? We've got pictures everywhere. Amen. And some of y'all probably got some too. Well, now that you're learning better, I'm hoping you'll go home and throw it away. It's not for decoration. It's a lie. It's, a, it's an illusion. And everybody got them hanging. And even Jesus hanging on the cross. And you got the cross. And you got him hanging. That might be what's wrong. Some people still got him on the cross and not in their heart. 
Because he's already rose. Amen. Either he has rose in your heart or he's still hanging on that piece of wood. So, so we got to understand now, the Lord say, that's a great illusion. He said, you think about it. He said, even down, they, they, they've even demoted God. You were talking about centuries and centuries and centuries. They even demoted him down to, to birds and four-footed, four-footed beasts and, and creeping things. I mean, you've got every kind of stature it is and people bowing down, but they don't know the scripture. They don't know the word of God. Amen. Why would you worship something and, and, and it can't respond to you? It, can, you, it cannot embrace you. It, it cannot help you during your time of trouble and time of sorrow. They cannot give you any kind of direction. It's a great illusion. It's a, it's, it is a great illusion. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy. Amen. Now, I, I know we kind of ruffle some feathers, but it's okay. Amen. It's okay. Amen. Can I get an amen in the house? Because Jesus is not, he's not blue eyed with the long hair. They probably got that mixed up, and I'll, I'll show you probably where they got it from. Amen. I'll probably could show you where they got it from. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter number four. I think that's where we want to go. Deuteronomy chapter number four. Talking about the great illusion. The great illusion. It's a great illusion. Oh my God, it is, it is an illusion. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter number four. We're going to begin at verse number 15. Verse 15 says, Take, take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves. In other words, pay attention. For ye saw no manner of a similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in horror out of the midst of the fire. In other words, God began to speak to him. God said, listen, you didn't see any kind of image. <clears throat> you didn't see nothing that reflected me. But verse, verse number 17, verse 17. Verse number 16. Verse 16 says, Least ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of what? Male or female. I'm surprised they hadn't had a woman for Jesus hanging on the picture yet. But in time, they'll get there. Amen. Because the man is insane. Man, man is so far from the knowledge of the word of God that they, are, they will do anything. Amen? Anything, anything. Now, verse, it says, now, in, in, in verse number 17, because he talked about the male and the female. Verse 17 says, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath. And least thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon, and we do have some sun and the moon worshipers, amen, and the stars, even all the hosts of the heavens, should it be driven to worship them. There are so many people out there worshiping any and everything, but they're not worshiping God. That's why you got to be careful who you hang out with. That's who you have to be careful when you, well, who your bed partner is, who you, who you, the, the pillow talk that's going on, because you can easily be influenced. Amen. So, so he said, all this is a great illusion, great illusion. I said, well, now, God, where do you think they got that from about that, them pictures they, they, they've told us? I've had them. Amen. Can we be real? I've had them. Amen. Some of us may not want to tell the truth, but I don't mind telling the truth. I've had them, people giving them me for gifts. 
But when I learned better, I made some changes. Amen. Now, let's see where we think they may have gotten this from. Let's go to Revelations chapter number 1. Revelations, want to stick closely to the Word of God. Revelations chapter number 1. Revelations chapter number 1. Revelations chapter number 1. And we're going to begin to read verses 14 and 15. And even this, I don't know how they would have gotten the pictures that we see. Amen. Because the Bible says he was beaten without recognition. So I don't know where they got this beauty from. I have no clue. Now, verse 14 says in Revelation chapter number 1, His head and, and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. In other words, he is penetrating. None of those pictures I've seen can penetrate anything. Don't, don't, all I saw a lot of waves, you know. Uh, yeah, no, mm-mm. But watch verse 15. It says, 15 says, And his feet likened to fine brass, as if they burn in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. That means he's going through some things. But when you see what we see and all the things people want to present to us, it's not a description as what the Bible says. And so I believe this is probably part of where they got this from. Now, the hair like wool, you know. No, he is a spirit. He's a spirit. You know, we don't know what he looks like. That, that, that's corruptible man is, is what we see. Now, the next great illusion we want to look at is in the book of Matthew, chapter number 6. St. Matthew. Chapter number 6. We'll get closer to home here. St. Matthew, chapter number 6. Next great illusion. Great illusion. St. Matthew, chapter number 6. Hmm. We're almost done. St. Matthew, chapter number 6. Are we there? Talking about the great illusion. Has anybody been helped today yet? Amen. 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 St. Matthew, chapter number 6. Looking at verse number 24. The next great uh, illusion, verse 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Well, the word mammon there in the Greek means you cannot serve wealth or money. The next great illusion is if you got money, if you got money, you don't really need God. If you got money, that's all you need to make it in everyday life. Let me tell you something. You can have an illness and your money can't get you no cure. You can spend out every dime that you have, and, and, and money will not help you. Only God. It's just an illusion. Why, I don't understand, why do we chase the dollar? You remember it says that, 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 that they had to shoulder it, they had to carry it, and, and wherever it goes and wherever they place it, it can't move. Now, have you seen your money walking anywhere by itself? You carry it in your back pocket, right? And it will do whatever you tell it to do. So who's in charge? The money or you? Think about it. 
think about it. You carrying that money around in your back pocket, and we're chasing that dollar, <laughs> and it cannot give us peace. It cannot give us the spiritual things that we need. Money cannot buy us. Some people say money can buy you love. That's a lie. It can, it can buy you some fakeness and some pretenders. As long as you got money, you got some friends. But when you get broke, they gone, right? When you can't do for them, you're gone. Why? You don't have any more money. Now, we got to understand now, money cannot bring us joy. Somebody said, well, money can give me. No, money can't give you no happiness because once it's out, it's gone. And whatever situation we found ourselves in, before we went chasing after the dollar, when the money's gone, we're still in the same situation. So is there any deliverance? There is no deliverance. We, we, we will give man, we will give that money all our time, but we can't give God anything. God said, who, who you, you can't equal your money to me. I found it ironic that Jesus Christ would say, he, he would put him on the same level. He goes on and he says, look at this. He said, you cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve your money and God at the same time. It doesn't work that way. Either somebody's going to be first or somebody's going to be secondary. Amen. And nine times out of ten, most of the time, God is secondary. But when we get to the point where we're going through and we need some, who do we call on? We call on God. Who delivers? God. Amen. So it's just an illusion. The more money that I make, the better it's going to be. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. Because if you really make an inventory or begin to examine ourselves, the more money we get, the more debt we get. Amen. There's always something else that we see that we think we got to have. We think we have to have. We don't have to have that. You know how I know we don't have to have that, Brother Philip? We did without it before we got the money. So what makes us think we got to have it now? See, it's, it's just an illusion. God says, money, you can't serve both of them. We're serving money. I've got, I've got to work seven days a week. I, I've, got, I've got to work all this overtime. I've got to. I've got to make everything meet. Well, sooner or later, and usually it's the following week, you still ain't met it. It's just an illusion. But God is not an illusion. Now, let's look at the very last, very last thing we're going to deal with when it comes down to that great illusion. Amen. Because we're talking about illusion, that great illusion. First thing is man. Because most of us got man, he's sitting on the throne. He's the corruptible man is sitting on the throne. And we move God from off the throne. The next thing is money, because the word of God compares it with money. But watch what it says with the next thing. Psalms chapter number 49. Psalms chapter number 49. We're going to talk about our money. Psalms chapter number 49. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalms chapter number 49, tell you about this, this, this great thing we call, we call money. And on it, it says, in God we trust. <laughs> it gives us a message, right? But we're not trusting in God. We're trusting in the dollar bill. Amen. Psalms chapter number 49. Psalms chapter number 49. This is our last of our verses, an illusion. Now, verse number 6 says, they that trust in their what? Wealth. And boast themselves in the multitude of their riches 
Look what the Bible says. None of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. Now, if you got money, you can't, buy, you can't pay a ransom for your brother. My, my, my money won't, won't do it. <laughs> you know, Jesus has already paid the price, so it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's, 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 it's useless. It's fine in its place, but it's never before God. So the thing is, God says this. The great illusion is those pictures, those images that we have, those graven images, those things that we fall down before, you know, the, 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 all these different statues and stuff. And then he says, money, money is, is an, uh, an illusion. But the last thing which we will not cover because I won't have the time to do it is the next idol that we have because corruptible man is, is self. Then you got money. The last thing that we want to talk about and share with, we don't have time to finalize it with scripture, is sex. Whoa. It's just an illusion. A thrill for a few minutes. Boy, got kind of quiet. But you know what? You know what? After a while, that stuff gets old. What you do when the thrill is gone? What do you do when the thrill is gone? It's just an illusion. See, what we fail to realize, you know, God made it in the very beginning. It's supposed to be spiritual. Because when the thrill is gone, are you gone too? When the thrill is gone, are you gone too? You can't satisfy my needs. Well, you got your needs in the wrong place. It's just an illusion. It's just an illusion. And then we got to go everywhere and in everybody's place and everybody's pillows and amen. Can we move on in the house just a tad? We hang out with the fleas and get up scratching and wonder how we got there. Amen. It's just an illusion. God said, don't put these things before me. Don't put these things before me. Don't put these things before me. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. I'm going to end. Amen. I am going to end. Amen. We thank and praise the Lord. Amen. We thank and praise God for his word. Amen. We pray that, but, that you've been able to 